Welcome to Owning Our Sensitivities podcast. I'm Bonnie Snyder, an intuitive professional life balance coach with a background in education and counseling. In all honesty, I'm a catalyst, providing a space, products, and services to nourish that spark within you. I partner with women, intuitive, empathic, creative, and highly sensitive women. Women who want to discover really remember their personal magic, enabling us to be who we are without apology, honoring our gifts and feeling empowered in our relationship with ourselves and others, and knowing with our gifts we are an integral part of creating the shift in the world we know that is possible. Just a quick note, I really want to thank those of you who have emailed me about how much the HSP Owning Our Sensitivity podcasts have supported, inspired, and nurtured you, or helped you understand someone who is highly sensitive. And thank you for the five-star ratings on your podcast platform. The ratings help us to get the message out. Okay, today's podcast is Light, Family, and Frogs, Discovering New Empowering Communities. Don't you just love how things show up? (laughs) I know, sometimes yes and sometimes no, but in this case, yes. Yesterday, I was watching the rain make a design on the window and thought about how the raindrops looked like small diamonds on the glass over the sign inside my house that says relax. As I looked at the window and thought, it made me think how the diamond-like drops reminded me when we relax, when we feel safe to be our unique diamond self, and how when we allow ourselves to be vulnerable and don't constrict ourselves, then our natural essence shines through our diamond personal sacred octahedron. Although etheric, and energetic, the sacred octahedral diamond is the strongest of our energy systems with its octahedral shape, home for our spark of light, our connection to source. Just as the physical diamond is the hardest stone, and I've spoken about this in the Sacred Octahedron podcast, episode five, HSPs and Diamonds Connecting to Your True Essence. You can go back and listen to that one. But back to synchronicities. As things happened, two different emails came the day after I noticed the water droplets on my sign, or I should say over my sign, relax. The first blog talked about strengthening our octahedral diamond. How do we do that and how does that happen? Just as physical diamonds are created by pressure, our sacred octahedron becomes brighter with pressure to release the dust or shadows on the facets of our diamond so we can shine more brightly. But what I found particularly interesting was the next blog post I read that day by Jamie Price, and I'll put the link in the show notes. Jamie mentions the pressure of a physical diamond, again, comparing it to the challenges we have in life, the pressure that causes the shadows, and don't allow our light to shine as fully. It makes sense, doesn't it? Most of us would agree that many of our beliefs about ourselves, life, our habits, come from the family we grew up in, what is called our family of origin. Many believe that we have chosen our family to learn lessons. And I believe these lessons here on earth and challenges many times are painful, but are the pathway home once we move through them, the pathway home to ourselves. As we begin to look at and transform what is keeping us in limited thought patterns about ourselves and about others. The ways that don't serve us and dim our spark of light and weaken our source connection. 
My observation right now is a lot is coming up for many of us to transform, and it's not always easy. But simultaneously, I'm finding much is being said about forming community where people are showing up in our lives that haven't been there before and seeing that they have similar ideas about how to solve a particular problem or create some new ways of doing things in a healthier, more optimal way, which support positive change and new ways of being, both in the outside world, despite the breakdown, which of course is unpleasant, but as we keep reminding ourselves, things have to break down before we can open to new possibilities. And when I'm talking about community, I'm not saying everyone is the same. How could we create something new or have new ways being, of being come alive if we're exactly the same? It may be that we're forming new groups, finding a family of light, as Jamie Price has framed it. And I love Jamie's words in her blog about a family of light. Jamie says a family of light is a grouping that agrees to hold the mirror close. Eh, What does that mean? I certainly have experienced it. Jamie talks about the family of light agrees to shine the light on the aspects that you are loving and not loving about yourself in your life. This may happen in more intimate group settings or it can happen in community settings. For me, we have mirrors, which as Jamie refers to it as our family of light, reflecting our gifts or depending across other group settings if we are open to just being who we are and knowing that we're unfolding and evolving into our true selves, which is messy work, as a friend of mine says. But the mirrors reflect our progress. Sometimes we don't even realize it till someone mirrors back the gifts they see within us. And I was going to say something else, but I'm going to wait a minute for that point. Although I'm not sure if this first piece was what Jamie was referring to, but for me, we can find that in community formed together for a change or a shift, we can have mirrors reflecting our biases and our gifts. Where we see our gifts and strengths reflected and are open to listening to others, knowing we may not have all the answers and can open to looking at things in new ways if we feel safe. As you may have heard, And I've mentioned it in other podcasts. I moved 3,000 miles away from my family of origin in New York in my early 20s with my husband, cat with a broken leg and a pin in her leg, and a full-grown St. Bernard. Let me tell you, in a car, that was quite an adventure. Taking two days and staying in hotels, I can't even begin to tell you. And then to hit the Florida heat in the middle of the summer. Yes, it was a life changer. What am I going to say? My husband had gotten a job here out of college, and he had a childhood friend here in Florida, but I knew no one. I didn't have a job yet, so no friends or relatives the summer we moved. None of my family liked Florida and rarely came to visit, so we took many trips back to upstate New York before and after my children were born. So I knew early on, and I think I've mentioned this in another podcast, I had to create family. My Florida family, as I call my close friends, were like being in a family. We celebrated birthdays, graduations, births, and deaths, and of course, Thanksgiving, holidays, and Christmases once we stopped going to New York. That was depressing the first years, but being with family after the change and the shift, things got better. None of my family liked Florida and really came to visit. Ah. 
So I knew early on that I had to create family. My Florida family, as I called my close friends, were like being in a family. We had our ups and downs and disagreements, just as families do. But we moved on, some friends, as years went by, but I still have my core Florida family members that I'm close to. Even though we're different in many ways, we have values that drew us together. I was fortunate they accepted me for who I am, and I accepted them for who they were, and still are. We worked out our challenges because we had a bond, just as many do in families. And I realize not all families have that ability to work through challenges and hurt. But in my Florida family, we could. They could see my light, and I could see theirs. I was fortunate through challenges, upsets, and anger to overall work things out. I had a model of that in my family of origin in New York, so that helped me. Despite some of the hurt that occurred that would naturally occur in your family, particularly a family of light that shines the mirror on both the beautiful aspects of who you are and the places that are not so pretty. At that time, when we first moved here and over the years, I was just learning how to handle my less than optimal parts. If I screwed up, even with the gentlest criticism or feedback, because I was totally unaware I was highly sensitive, I took things in more deeply than the average person, and it took me a lot of time to work it out. I was not one to lash out, and I'm still not, but didn't have some of the skills I've developed over the years to cope with looking at myself, moving through what I perceive as hurtful, and sharing feedback with others in a way that wasn't hurtful, but sharing truth. The biggest challenge in those early relationships over the years were toxic behaviors that we know damage close relationships and families and can be in friendships also. I knew that it was part of my journey and their journey to be able to let go. It was a mirror for me of holding on and I needed to have the courage to let go at one time of some very, very dear friends. Over the years, my family of light, as Jamie describes it, continues to be my, my Florida family, and they form my personal diamond. Yes, sometimes by the unpleasant pressure of what I was doing or not doing. So what is a family of light, according to Jamie Price? In these times, she says, and I love this, your family of light helps you shine. Yes, of course. Now we are meeting and creating our family of light in a more conscious way. The good news is, as highly sensitive individuals with those gifts, or as Willow McIntosh says, those with high sensory intelligence, we are finding community, people that we didn't know were there before, new people showing up. But that doesn't mean everyone in our family of light has the gifts of high sensitivity, and they may or may not understand that. But each person has a beautiful and unique gift and gifts, mirrors and supports everyone in the group. We know the diamond is created from coal with the pressure and time. As a diamond forms a physical diamond, it's in nature, covered in the earth, covered with twigs and dirt, whatever's in the earth. It takes digging up and polishing that diamond that forms the beautiful facets. It's the pressure. Your family of light can mirror and create pressure, forcing you to look inward supporting you in the clearing of shadows and allowing and polishing your diamonds so the light can shine through previously cloudy facets of your personal diamond. 
you can take that as a metaphor, but it actually is a clearing of your personal sacred octahedron. I love Jamie's quote, Much like the seed, you are often surrounded by what seems like darkness, but is actually the fertile support that helps you bloom into the light. Such true words, I believe. I now have a few small, intimate, conscious family of light groups where it is safe to be vulnerable. They don't live near me physically, but we connect on a regular basis and have for quite a while. We are there for each other. We see, and I mean that in the mirroring sense, we see each other. We are a mirror for each other's diamond brilliance. And we also see what the other doesn't see, which includes distorted beliefs that may be clouding their brilliance. As we share the gratitudes we have in life and the challenges, they are put in a space to transform. It isn't always easy to hear feedback during our times together. But we know each of us cares and loves for the other. That's what a family of light is. The mirror is the gift with the feedback that isn't judgmental, just truth set in a way we can hear when we're in a challenging or upsetting situation. We are also able in this safe space to discuss topics that are upsetting to us to further increase the radiant light that we shine as it polishes the shadows letting the spark of light, our spark of light, radiate more brightly. And for me, this is so important right now with so much going on in the outside world and being very sensitive and empathic to all that goes on. Sometimes it's difficult to shine the light and we constrict instead of looking at how to hold what's going on in a different way. So family of light is very, very supportive. And I I just feel very strongly about creating my white lioness circles to give highly sensitive women a space to feel safe and to celebrate and to be supportive. But I digress a little bit. So again, my feeling is we are entering a time where more families of light will be created. And I truly, truly believe that. Jamie continues in her blog. She says, creating relationships in your inner and outer realms. Well, For me, that's strengthening your source connection. That is so, so important. Trusting and honoring yourself, even if others don't understand. And sometimes I find my mind gets in the way, so it's important for me me to be quiet, drop down into my heart, and be still. And clarity comes in that quiet. And I find, how is my relationship with myself? Or how is your relationship with yourself? Is there criticism instead of self-compassion? Is shame creeping in? Or is there an aspect of your inner child that's needing attention? How are your boundaries? And that changes over time. Boundary setting changes as we grow and change. Situations come up for you to rethink your boundaries. And that's because life is always flowing, right? This statement from Jamie, you can tell I really love this blog. Forming a family of life begins first with those resonant qualities that support your empowerment. I just feel like that needs to be underscored. These families of light support our empowerment. We each support each other and we support ourselves from the inside out. As I reread Jamie's blog and I read this line, release yourself from under the pressure and let all your facets of light shine. Wow. (laughs) Let ourselves off the hook, I think. 
I've had some things getting my attention in my face, or should I say on my shoulder. And this is on a positive note. And once again, it's, it's those synchronicities. And I want to tell you, I started to laugh when this dawned on me. And I could tell when some of these things were popping up, I was starting to get a little bit anxious or concerned about how to focus, what was true, was this a worthwhile opportunity. But the day after reading about the diamond in the two blogs, and this again is the funny piece, I got up and went into our upstairs bathroom. I know you've been waiting for this last piece to drop in. It was dark, and as I walked towards the sink, I felt a bit of water, and something weird hit my shoulder. But I thought, okay, maybe that was like a clump of water from the storm the previous night. I panicked. I thought maybe we had a leak in the roof. So I looked up on the roof, turned on the light, of course, so I could see. Nothing. I look on the floor. Nothing. No wet. Nothing. Weird, I thought. I walked back into the bedroom and felt dampness on my shoulder and brushed it off. Weird. But because I couldn't find a leak, I forgot about it and got into work. This morning, taking a shower, surrounded by glass and glass doors, there's little slits in those glass doors, I looked down and something in the corner drew my attention. Oh my. Huddled in the corner, a bit smaller than my fist was a frog. Yeah, I knew you were waiting for the frog part. After a bit of yelling to my husband shaving at the sink, my husband rescued the live frog and was able to put him outside. We watched him hop away after sitting on the step for a few moments. He must have fallen through the vent in the bathroom, seeking shelter from the storm and hit me on his way down. And I suspect, as he did when he hopped out of the shower, he hopped underneath the bathroom counter for the day, and when no one was around, slid between the doors, I'm not sure how, because it's a tiny space, and found the corner where there was a little bit of dampness. Good for him, because he stayed alive. Okay, so that's one frog, but here's the other piece. The night before this happened, the cat had found a small frog, which I believe he probably brought in from the outside. He was behind my husband's dresser, and there's no way the cat could have brought in this big old frog, nor would the frog have still been alive. All right, the third piece fell in place as I was thinking about this blog. My husband called me from the office, and he said, Are you sitting down? I'm like, No, I'm out. He said, I was working on my computer and something kept interfering with the light. Now I know you're already guessing the answer to this. There was a tiny frog on his monitor. He's like, what do frogs mean? So of course I had to go look up the symbolism of frogs. So here's what I found from various sites about the symbolism of frogs. Frogs most often remind us of transformation, change, new beginnings, and adaptability. Isn't that important during this time? New opportunities arising, adaptability. It wasn't the direction I was going, so let me adapt and move in that direction. The frog totem animal is a powerful spiritual guide to help you through changes in your life. Well, isn't everything going on right now changing? It is for me. Frog symbolism is also considered to be a sign of good luck and money, and you see that across all coaches. Uh, cultures. But I found some of this other information really, really insightful. 
A frog may indicate that you are ready or embarking on a time of positive change and transformation. Frogs may be a sign to us, you'll love this, to leap forward. And I do have to say for that point, that was very poignant for me because I've had several opportunities and questioning, should I leap forward to this possibility? This is not exactly, again, what I was thinking about. Here's another good one. The frog may be a symbol of self-control and persistence, having a strong relationship with source. Okay, so for me, that's the source connection is what guides me through this, both professionally and personally. A frog is a symbol for transformation and success if we're connected to our source. Interesting. Also, I didn't know this about frogs, but they symbolize the gift of wisdom and intuition. And it's easy to recognize your goals and encourage the skills to get them. Think about frogs. They jump. They, they watch. I remember writing a kid's thing on frogs. They watch. They're very, very still and focused. And then they jump and they get the goal. My cat's like that too. Maybe he was a frog in another life. So what I have find so what I have found truly remarkable is over the few, past few months and in the past few weeks I've had th- four new opportunities and synchronicities within them presented to me. In fact, one of the opportunities I was ready to leave and and not only did my group ask me to stay, but someone who I don't know found me because of this group and because of a blog I wrote a year ago. So I think that must be the persistence. So I'd been questioning, do I go forward or not? But I do think it is about discernment and having that courage not only to decide, but to take the leap into the unknown. And I believe now for sure, versus when I created my family of light when we first moved to Florida, that we are able to create more families of light more consciously. So I leave you with a final quote from Jamie. Forming a family of light begins first with those of resonant qualities that support your empowerment. We need to remember that one. So keep an eye out for what groups or community, what families of light are coming your way, what new people are coming into your horizon. I am creating new communities, very exciting and new families of light with purpose journeys and power parties. So look out for this. I'm doing it both physically and virtually to create new connections, communication, empowerment, and explore these topics that will serve us to be personally feeling empowered, to be empowered in our communities and in our family. As I end this podcast, I invite you to ponder and discover the message of the frog for yourself. Be curious. Be open to who shows up in your personal space where new community or family of light is waiting for you. Thank you for listening to Owning Our Sensitivity podcast. I hope they uplift and inspire you. And please feel free to share them with anyone you think would benefit from listening. Any links mentioned during the podcast will be in the show notes below. And please feel free to check out the virtual spa 
a wonderful place to decrease overwhelm and stress and be nurtured and uplifted. If you are looking for community with other like-minded women, I invite you to look at our White Lioness Circles, a safe place for us to share, support, be recognized and honored. And I invite you to look at Owning Our Sensitivity and see what other products and services are available. And of course, I love to hear from you. Please feel free to email me.